Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. like to start today with uh, John 3, chapter 3, you must be born again. To John 3, 1 to 8, three, okay? There was a man of Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. They came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, that means teacher. We know that our teacher came from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truth, truth, I say, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you need to do? Born again. So Nicodemus asked him and said to him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of a spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Marvel not that I said unto thee, must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound of the wind. Okay? But you don't know where it goes and where it comes. So it's, that's the way every born again man is, or the spirit. But this is uh, something you have to think here when it, Jesus says you accept a man be born again he cannot so he says here verily verily I say unto you except a man be born of water and of the spirit yeah. what means be born of water mm. of the birth right okay you are a spirit you have a soul and we live where? The body. body. So, this is our earthly body here. Without the earthly body, you cannot be citizen of this world. If our earthly body finish, we're going to depart. Because spirits alone, they cannot be on earth. But why it says you must be born of water? That's something you have to think. Spirits, angels, they cannot be born on this earth. Yeah. So they need yeah. water. Only can you receive Jesus and be born again in the spirit when you receive Jesus. And humans only can receive Jesus as a savior and to be born again in the spirit. Amen. That's very, very important to understand. Demons cannot be born again. They have no chance. They had a chance, they lost it. So. The devil has no chance to be born again. He's finished. He lost his chance. But when we are here on earth, we have that chance to be born again. That is important, important, important. And that's what I want to emphasize today, that our faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. So, the spirit realm was real to Jesus, and the wind was a natural Man, the spirit realm is real just like the wind is real. We can see the wind, but we can see the effects of the wind. Likewise, we can't see into the spirit of the world, but we can see the effects of the spirit world all around us. We can see what? The effects. Second. We can see the spirit world all around us. Who don't believe that spiritual things exist, 
are as blind as those who don't believe there is a wind because they cannot see it. So things exist even if we don't see it. Yeah. That's the spirit world. And a man that born again in the spirit, he can feel and understand yes. the spirit world. Uh, I guess it's one. Thank you, Evie. You're with us. Hallelujah. You can, it's okay to say yes or no, you know, you can yeah. interact together. Yeah. Encourage me to keep going. Yes. All right? Come on. Yes. Say yes. yes. Good, good, good. Yes. Keep going. So now we go talking about Bible faith. Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So what is faith? The evidence of things not seen. Say it loud, please, Frank. I'd like to hear you. Your beautiful voice. Sounds like a bell in my ears. The evidence of things not seen. Okay, not seen. For, but now faith is the substance. The evidence for things hopeful, okay. Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Rita, you want to come here to preach? For by it, by it, the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen, we are not made of things which do appear. So there is a little formula for the faith that pleases God. You can make this Bible faith to work for you. It is the same faith that Abraham used. And it worked for him because it is faith that is based on what God has said. So we have here, so it is faith on, and based on what God said. So our faith needs to base where? In what God said. So there's four steps here I want to share with you. One, have God's word for what you desire to receive from God. If you, who, who wants to receive from God things? Anybody else? All of you, okay? So you want to receive from God. So, so we need to have God's word for it. Yeah. Now I can say, I want to get a Ferrari. Not in the Bible says you can get a Ferrari. No? But it says, I want to pay my rent, example. Okay? God will supply all my needs. They will have a word. We need to have a verse. We need to have a word for it. I'm sick and I want to be healed. So what I need? I need the word of God. Where do I find it? In the Bible. So the Bible we find the word of God. So when I'm sick and I want to be healed, which verse shall I use? Tell me somebody here from you faithful people. Yeah, tell me one. All right, yeah, 53, one thing. Any other verse anybody knows? You want to say it? Say it. Yeah? Plans to prosper you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Yes, so you don't want to be sick. That's very, very good. That also, and uh, Romans, 8.11 says, who knows that? Romans 8.11 For if the spirit of him that raised Philip from, no, raised Jesus from the dead, yes, lives in you, this, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall heal your mortal body with the same power that raised Christ from the dead. See, there was uh, one says Jesus, yes. and when he raised him, 
raise him Christ. That's important. So, if you are sick, if you know the word of God, and you stand and claim it. So that was the first step. So, number two is believe God's word. You have the word of God, then having it does not help you, because you can read it, and if you don't believe it, you don't make it a hard evidence. It's not part of your heart, of your spirit. It doesn't work. So believe, number two is believe God's word. Say again, believe God's word. How many believers we have here? How many they believe? So we say it together. Believe God's word. Hallelujah. We have lots of believers. I love that. I love my church. Because this is can change the world. Remember, Jesus was one. He went out. When he baptized, he went to the desert. Fasted for 40 days. He fought the devil. He won. And he went and preached the gospel and changed the world. Today, 2,000 years later, we are about two-thirds of the world Christian. So we need also to convert them now to real discipleship. We have lots of Christians, but we need lots of disciples so they can change this world. Okay, number three, consider not the contradictory circumstances. What is contradictory circumstance? So you claim the word, you believe the word, and you still have pain, it hasn't gone. So what means that? Consider the contradictory circumstances that even if you still have pain, you stand faithful in the world. You don't move. You stand firm. And you know, by his stripes I was healed. I am healed. Jesus says, go, go preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. That takes time. Takes, we call it time. Sometimes it could be one day, two days, three days, but you don't move from the belief. And then, number four, you give praise to God for the answer. What do we do, number four? We give praise God for the answer. If you don't praise Him, you don't believe it. If you don't believe it, you don't have it. So if your life wants to change, you have to believe. You have to praise God for the answer of your prayer. I just, uh, we have some friends. We minister with them and we want them to come to church, to go to any church, to get the word of God and get, get filled in you know, and strengthened in the word. But they don't. They say they know the word, they go to the word, but the result is that they are sick. They are constantly sick in the home. There is no spirit of health. Because, say again? They are sick and broke. Sick and broke. That is, so if you, it's bad, it's bad to be broke. But to be sick and broke, that is very bad. So that is, but God does not want you to be sick and broke. Yeah. Why? Why you're broke? Maybe your hands have sticky? So you get a job and you lose your job? Maybe you don't like to work? It's nice to stay home? Or maybe it's enough from the soup kitchen? If that's your faith, it's good. It's enough for the soup kitchen. So kitchen will support you, will give you enough food for you and maybe for your family. But is that what you want to be your life on? We bless the soup kitchen. We support the soup kitchens. Right now we're working for soup kitchens. But soup kitchen is not the answer. Who is the answer? Jesus. Jesus. So that Jesus is the answer of the world. And today, actually was that yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So it's the same Jesus. Get off your funny yes. and go up and look for a job. 
Jab, it won't come to you. You're going to have to go. And Andrew Romack said, maybe looking for a job, offer your services for free for a month. Come on. And if they like you, you tell me, if you like me yeah. and I work well, yeah. please hire me. Make an agreement with them. For oh, 10 days, five days, you will get a job. You will get a job. We used to live in uh, Gormos Bay. We had a place, a mission base there. With, we had three, four cars on the mission base. A Muslim guy, he was coming twice or three times a week, knocking the door. Can I wash your cars? I give me something. He was washing all our cars. And we were able to get food. So we were able to get some money. And he was faithful. So the whole neighborhood was hired him. He never touched anything to steal. He was faithful and good. He was a Muslim. As Christian. We have the light of the world. We need to go and conquer this world. You know, we go out, we need to find people like us. I know I'm going to heaven. But look at the person outside who's walking outside. You know where he's going when he dies? We don't know. Think about if he's not saved, he goes to hell. He is going to hell. What are you going to do about that? Teach the gospel. Yeah. Amen. We need to love them to Christ. Amen. To tell him Jesus loves you. Amen. Well, give him a hand. See if he needs help. What can you do for you? What I can do for you? Can, how can I help you? Jesus loves you. And I love you too. And I want to see your life change. What's your problem? I can pray for you. Mm. You know, offer <coughs> prayer. Offer a hand of sympathy. Offer a hug. You know. Go to the hospital sometimes. You go to the hospital sometimes for medication for yourself. Go some rooms there. Pray for some sick people. Get them healed. That is very, very important to not care only for ourselves. But love your neighbor as yourself. Says the Bible. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind. All your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Bible also says, if you do not love your neighbor that you see, how can you love God that you don't see? It's important. Do you love your neighbor? You love the guy. That's good. He's your brother. So you love God. You love your neighbor. You love your friend. We love you too. You're welcome. You are very welcome here. Anything we can do, we can pray for you. We are happy to do so. You can give us, ask us, you know. Follow these four steps and you always get the desired results. Because these are four, four steps of sure of deliverance. Healing, answer to prayer, or whatever it is that you're seeking from God. The notice. Not Thomas' faith. Thomas, he couldn't believe God. He wanted to put his finger in his wounds yeah. so he can believe. So, and that's actually not faith. You don't need faith when you have it. You need faith where you don't have it. When your plate is empty on your table, right? And you need food. And you pray... Provide my needs, Lord. I need food. So that takes faith. Takes faith. And God we will supply if you believe. Amen. But if you have the food there, you don't need faith anymore. Amen. You have see, hope is one thing. Faith, you see the thing that's coming. You see it in the spirit. You believe God that you're gonna get it. You just say one day. I will have a car. You know, no. You believe and you visualize the car. You visualize the food. You visualize your healing. You start feeling, I am healthy. I am strong. Because the word of God said so. If God says it is true, 
It's believing God, it is believing the world. I like something with Smith Vigoro said. I can't understand God by feelings. I can't understand the Lord Jesus Christ by feeling. I can understand God the Father and Jesus Christ only what the Word says about them. God is everything the Word says He is. And Vigoro Smith said, went on to say, we need to get acquainted with the Lord Jesus Christ through the Word. What means acquainted? Anybody knows? I want to be acquainted with my wife. I got acquainted and we got married. We get to know each other. Right? Knowing. You meet somebody and I want to get acquainted with you guys to make visit in your house. You come to my house and I visit you. So with the same thing we need to be acquainted with the world. Get to learn and understand the world. Be part of the word of God in our heart. Not only Sundays. Sunday does not help. I'm not going to be here this in the whole week. You're not going to see me. But if you have a notebook and you're taking notes like some faithful people here, you can go over it in the week. And we can study the word of God. And you can repeat the word of God. And you can get acquainted with God. And you. you can talk to him through his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things made by him, and without was him, if nothing was made, that was made. So, so you get acquainted with the world. You are here because God created two people in the beginning, the beginning. created the universe, the earth, and everything we can see. So that takes faith to believe it because now we see it. I see you are here. I don't need faith to see if you are here. But I need faith to see it that you come next week. After this world, change your life and help you and grow up and you understand and you want to hear more about you build up your relationship with God, then I see you again. And I believe that will happen. Because that takes faith. Right, uh, sweetheart? Ladies? Everybody's okay? Too many people try to get acquainted with God through feelings. And when they feel good, they think God has heard them. But if they don't feel good, they think it's not hearing them. If God's word says, he heals me, then I know he heals me because he said so. And his word cannot lie. In other words, if my faith is based upon my feelings, then I am just using a natural human faith. I'm trying to get spiritual results. Remember you are spirit, you have a soul, and you live where? In the body. If you leave your body here, your soul and spirit goes, you're not citizen of this earth anymore. But we need our spirit to grasp that with our spirit, not with what we see. Now, if I'm hungry and I have faith, I go to the restaurant, I'm not going to find food there. I'm going to see it and I order. That takes faith to go there. You know? Yeah. But after I eat, I don't need faith. I'm full. So, so sometimes we need to be hungry to generate faith. We start looking for it. We need to have some needs to start looking for it. To exercise our faith. Because we have everything. So some millionaires and billionaires, people, have problems. They have everything they need. But they don't have good health. Or they have problems. They have stress. They have all kind of things that is not, they're not right. So they need also to exercise faith into that. Even to go from here to the hospital, you need faith. You cannot, you know, some, some doctors have more faith than Christians. But we need to have faith 
even in the doctor, that when you go, that will help you. You have to pray. God help the doctor to find what's wrong with me. But I rather you have faith that God that no already knows what's wrong with you, He heal you. That's we want you to stand. Maybe not now, maybe tomorrow. But as we study the Word of God and we growing, then we're getting what we need. We're able to stand in the Word of God. That's very, very important. If my faith based upon the Word of God, then I believe the Word regardless of evidence which would satisfy my physical senses. So, we don't live with the physical senses. We live in the spiritual. The spiritual is stronger. See, most people outside in the world, they have not received Jesus. I say them walking dead. They're not born again. The spirit is dormant. You know, they need to be born again to wake up, to raise up. As Jesus was raised up from the dead, the same as spirit in which you will be raised up from the dead and wake up and become life again and be born again. That is the thing to be born again. Why do you need to be born again? Because you don't want to be a carnal. You don't want to be dead. You want to be alive. So your spirit gets alive when you are receiving Jesus. Too many people are trying to get Abraham's blessings with Thomas' faith. And that just won't work. We who are believers have the Abraham's kind of faith. Because Galatians 3, 29 says, And if ye be of Christ, that are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. And Galatians 3, 7 says, Know ye not, therefore, that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. They, they that which are of faith. How many people of faith we have here? That's good. That's important. We are of faith. Of which faith? Faith in God. Faith of Jesus. We are not trying to get it. We have it. Amen. Says, let's say with me together. I'm not trying to get it. All together. I am not trying to get it. I have it. What do you have? Faith. What do you have? Faith. faith. That's important. Because we need to get this faith alive. It's not sleepy faith. It's faith that you can stand the storm. You can cast the devil out. Yes. Yeah. The devil tries to come in, he gets out. Many times somebody comes here that is not right in the spirit, he can't stand the word of God, he runs out. We have testified in this church. So, we get this church more full with people that really know who they are. If you know who you are, the devil knows who you are. And you start, he doesn't see you. He sees Christ. He sees the cross. He runs away. He doesn't see you. So because Christ is me, the hope of glory. Right? So now, I have a story about, uh, about uh, Kenneth Hagen. As a woman minister, I will say my own words so you can understand it. She was sick. She was coming every week with the line to get prayed of. She was a Christian, a minister also. And she never got healed. Pray again and again and again every week. And she never got healed. So, Kennedy Hagen asked her one day, after she came for prayer, pray for her once, pray twice this day. He came again third time. She didn't get healed. So what's happened? Are you are you healed? She says no, I'm not healed. 
If I'm healed, I see it. He told her, you know, you need to believe it first and receive it and stand in your faith. Then you'll see it. You're not going to see it when we lay hands on you. You know, you have to come with faith, expectant faith. So it's not only me I'll pray for you, but you also have a responsibility to come in receptive mode. If you're an unbeliever that is not Christian, we lay hands in many unbelievers, even Muslims. When I went to the hospital one time, one person from here was sick, I prayed for him, he got over his stroke, he walked, and a Muslim asked me to pray. He didn't know Christ, the way I know Christ. He knows Christ as something, but he asked for prayer, and I pray for him. See, for, I have faith for the non-believer to heal him, because with my faith. But with Christian needs to have also his own faith, to stand up on your own feet, to be able to share the word of God. Says, I'll pray, he said to her, I'll pray for you more time than you can go. Sit down now. When I got through praying for the third time, the Lord told me exactly what to do to help the, this lady. By this time she had gone up the aisle, back to the seat, and I called her back down to where I was standing. I said, sister, I want to ask you a question. Let's also ask a question to you, brother, sister. She said, all right, go ahead. I said, when are you going to start believing you are healed? When can you start believing you are healed? That's very important. You know, if you are sick and you are Christian and you have the word of God, you have to start believing that you are healed before we lay hands on you. He says, when I get healed, I ask, what is the word who you want to believe it then for? If you're already healed, you don't need faith. You don't need belief. If you're already healed, so I lay hands on you, you, don't, you have no faith. You know, you know then, she said, say it again. I make this statement to her four more times, and she never did get it. But the majority of congregation, they got it. So maybe somebody won't get it. But the more you hear the word of God and you receive it, you'll understand it and you will get it. I mean, we're getting sick, we're humans, no? But we get healed. Sickness does not stay in us, doesn't like it. It feels very uncomfortable. So, who's healing us? Jesus. My wife has problems with her teeth. But all her, all her teeth are healed. She believes in it. I had problems with my teeth, but I didn't have the faith for it. So I lost them. But I do have places. But the, the problem is like we need to grow in faith. And we all grow in every day, every day, every day in faith. So is this called God's faith and not human faith, not flesh faith that we can see and then we believe? That's we don't need faith. We don't need Thomas' faith. Divine healing is spiritual healing. So I said, divine healing is spiritual healing. See, you are spirit, right? If your spirit is sick, you manifest in your body. So your spirit needs to be healed. And how your spirit gets healed? Through the word. Through studying the word of God and prayer. Not only prayer without knowing the word. Because you cannot pray without knowing the word. Anyone can believe what he can feel, hear or see in the natural realm. As human beings, we operate in the physical realm most of the time. Now we are in physical realm here. I have the fan, blows my papers away. That's a physical, I can feel it. Get me my back a bit hurting because it gets me frozen. But I'm okay. I'll get it out. 
But the problem is that's a physical rhythm. You know, you writing down. Rita writes the word of God down, but that's a physical. She does a physical work, writing the word, and then that word becomes spiritual. But as she writing every word I say, what's going to happen? Becomes spiritual life in her. That's why she's almost hundred years old. That she looks like like a chick. No, she's not hundred years old. I'm just I'm just joking. God will use our own spirit to guide us. As the human mind can be educated. How many of you went to school? Okay. Why you went to school? To learn to read, right? To get educated, yeah? That is your human mind gets educated, right? Okay. As the human mind can be educated and trained intellectually, so the human spirit can be trained spiritually. If anybody does not understand the spirit, soul and body, that you are a spirit, and you have a soul and a body, please, before you leave today, come see the three of us or, and, and uh, JB, so we can explain to you and help you to understand it better. Because it's very important to understand that you have a life spirit when you're born again. So, it can build up strength, just the body can build up. In this lesson, we will look at four ways but which this can be accomplished. So, there's another four ways here. Now, in uh, Joburg, there's a place in, uh, play called Four Ways, not that place. There's four ways in the spirit. Here we can go. Number one, meditating in the Word of God. Say it together again. Number one, meditating in the Word of God. Anybody knows a verse about this? Joshua. Yeah, what it says? You can. You can what do what? Meditate in the Word day and night. Yes. That's important. Okay. Yeah, in his law. Okay, good. Which one? Which one? Psalm one. Okay. Now two. So number one was what I said, meditating. Say again. Meditating in the word of God. Good, Rita. I can hear it as you hear. Two, practicing the word of God. Say it again. Practicing, practicing the word of God. Number three, giving the word of God first place. Number three, giving the word of God first place. Number four, instantly obeying the voice of the Spirit. Instantly obey the word of the Spirit. Now, Peter, are you going to remember this tomorrow? After tomorrow? The whole week? Yeah. Mm. You need to. Okay, again, number one, meditating the word of God. Keep writing this. Thank you. I, lo I love you so much because you writing every word. I like that. Number two, practicing, practicing the word of God. Number three, giving the word of God. First place. Number four, instantly obeying the voice of the Spirit. Are you okay? Are you, you having it or not? I Okay. Is, can, you, can you hear me? Instantly. 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 Is that coffee? You have outside? Is that coffee? Is that chicken filet? Is that shampoo? You don't need water? No, I, I, it doesn't bother me. Ask me again, again and again and again. 
Let's learn three words today and take it with us in our hearts than to take the whole Bible and we forget it tomorrow. That's very, very important. I'm burdened for this community. I'm here almost 13 years, 14 years. I'm very burdened. I really love this community. So we want to see it prospering. We want to see it change. Okay. Are you okay now? You had a four. Everything. Okay. God communicates with the spirit and not with our reasoning facilities. Faculties. I call it facilities. Reasoning facilities are mine. Sometimes we're thinking too much of things that we're not supposed to call the facilities, but here's your faculties. As we instantly obey our spirit, we will find that we are obeying the Holy Spirit. God said in his word, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Proverbs 20:27. We had a class I had a teaching that time, about two or three months ago, was the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Who remembers that? Can you quote it for me at home? No. <laughs> God's healing, it is spiritual healing. You know, you cannot get healed. Okay, the body sometimes because of age and stuff, you get sick, naturally. But God is above that. But your body, your spirit inside, is not sick. It's full, full of health. It's, you heard ever Jesus was sick in the New Testament? Since he born, he never got sick. He lay hands on the sick, and he recovered. He never made anyone sick. So don't ever say, that God makes you sick. God does not make anyone sick. Amen. Who makes you sick? The Where do we know that? John 10.10 10 10 says what? The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to do what? To give life. Abundant. abundant life. If we don't have abundant life, let's work on it. You can study. Maybe the TV is too many hours open in the home. Just cut it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, minimize the hours and get more word. Yeah. There's a lot of good stations of with the good teachings in the world. Come talk to Emily, us, to tell you which one to listen. Like Carl Bible College, Andrew Goma. There's a good stations, you know. That you can get fed, that you can get grow, you can become a disciple by listening to them. You know, it's a good station. But the soap, the soap opera, the soap crying, ah, love Davi, you know, it's not very good. The results of that, it makes your spirit depressed. It's not feeling, oh, it's not going from the spirit to the flesh. It's not going to through your emotions. Oh, yes, poor thing. It was not right to her. And we start sympathizing with the actor. It's an act. It's an act. It's nothing real. It doesn't happen. But your spirit is alive. And he wants you to follow the Lord. So you have to balance your life. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Don't have false balance. I know sometimes it's hard to stop watching the soap operas. But we'll take time, we'll take training to start minimizing it. If you, if you don't have a TV in the home, you are blessed. You are blessed. You have something to do. Read books. Good books. If you're blessed with internet, go to Good internet. Don't play games. Yeah. Don't go to games. Yes. Games will destroy you. Will suck you out through the tubes. That's not right. But if you go through the world, 
to the verses, Bible verses, Bible studies. That's a fantastic tool. So we can preach the gospel, we can teach people through the internet, but also internet can destroy people. So, salvation is a spiritual rebirth. You see, when you are born again, it is not your body is born again. When I got born again, I still had my finger missing. I cut my finger when I was saved a long time. So I born again, my finger is still here. That nothing changed. I can see my mirror. Yeah. I'm the same person. Yeah. But what's changed? It's my spirit. Born again. So that says here, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is he is a new creature. Second Corinthians five seventeen. So therefore, if any man in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. Before Behold, all things become new. So, when you become new, you are a baby in the spirit. If you have not grown in the word of God, when you're born again, you need to get strengthened and born and grow through the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, you need to start getting acquainted, get to know the word of God. The same way you can get to know God. The same way. That's very, very important. Very important. What am I here? I still have half an hour. Okay, forty-five minutes. Okay, forty-five minutes for now. I know she's she's getting nervous now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I would love to. You know, I have about eight classes here. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready to surrender? Yes. Yeah. Actually, I miss those days we had Bible school here. We used to have 30, 40 people here at night and we had Bible school. And the people were coming. And lives were changed. Not everybody's here now. But it doesn't matter. Their lives are changed. The Word of God is changing lives. We have a lot of people having many, many stations all around teaching classes now. Because we've started that. And it's not a losing time. Anything you learn today... You keep it forever. Everything that stays in your spirit, your spirit is born again. I have a can of beans. Who likes beans here? Or tuna? What do you like? Fish? What do you like? Bean or tuna? Tuna, okay. Take it. She likes tuna. I take a tuna can and throw it in the mud. I pick it up. Outside mud, but inside is still clean. It's not contaminated. That's your spirit. You and Jesus become one. You blend. You're not separated. You cannot separate. That cannot go on your spirit. In the flesh, we can do wrong things, but we can be forgiven because Jesus gave his life for us, for our sins. But we learn and grow in every day. But that's the most important thing to do. To grow in Christ. So let our spirit grow. Our baby spirit. To nourish through the word of God. It's not really baby spirit. But you understand it. When your spirit and your soul. Like blend together. Becomes one. We had the other time. A, 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 a sample here. Three people. And a fourth person. Uh, Lucy was the angel. Behind talking to the spirit and the soul. So, so God's Holy Spirit is helping you to connect your spirit with your soul, your understanding, your carnal thing. So when you will get it together, working together in harmony, yeah. then you grow. You start growing. You understand. And that is when we grow, then the Word of God is changing our lives and changing hearts. So that's very, very important. Let me see where am I here. So the wind. I hope if I leave it the papers, the, it will go on with the wind here. 
God's word comes first. Faith in God's word comes second. Wow. God's word comes what? First. Faith in God's word comes second. Why say that? Who can explain it to me? Not Yuri, just you know everything. Anybody can explain that? You cannot have faith in God's word if you don't put the God word first. You have to read the word of God. If you, you never heard the word of God, if you never open your Bible, if you never read it, you don't have faith. You may make a carnal faith. Oh, God is love, yeah. La, la, la. We praise the Lord here. We have a good songs. But if you don't have a Bible, and we told you, come and take your Bible here from Emily. Ask for Bible. And you still don't have a Bible. And you still don't read the Word of God. And you're still complaining about that you don't have. And you're, you're miserable. Of course you can be miserable. You don't know how to be happy. You are depressed from this world. From the TV, from what you hear all around you. What you see all around you. The killings, the stabbings, the stealings, the robberies. It's all happening. It's happening part of the world. It was happening 2,000 years ago. When Jesus was here. There was wars. There was tribulations. There was hunger. There was people. He couldn't. He fed 40,000 people in the mountain. Because they were hungry. They didn't have food with them. So, but the same today. If you need to get God's word inside of you, you need to grow. And how we grow? By studying the word of God. How we grow? By studying the word of God. By studying the word of God. Then how you can study? And mixing it with faith. Yes, read us right. Mixing the word of God with faith. If you don't mix the word of God with faith, you have nothing. You just need to lecture. You know, this many mornings I like to go when I have it YouTube and I go study these philosophers, these people, uh, you know, theologians, having different studies and different stuff. But most of them, they're very on the surface. Then some of them are not, I question if they're born again. They don't know. They know the Bible, they can tell you when this is being written, the first. Later, the first uh, epistle came, the first gospel written. When was that? But they don't know the meaning. They don't know John 1 12. For as many as receive him, to them gave he what? Power. What gave him? Power. To become what? Sons of God. Children of God. Are you a child of God? Yes. Why? You're born of God. You receive God. He adapted you. And adoption is stronger than physical birth. You know that? Physical birth can... You're born here in the flesh. You die, your flesh is here. But if you are adopted and you die, your spirit goes connect back to the Father. You go be with Jesus. It's very, very important to understand this thing. Because I read in the beginning, right? They that believe in me shall never die. That's the spirit. We're talking about the spirit. They never die. Your flesh will die. But you'll get it again in the second coming. That is another story. We're not going to get so deep now because I think we're not able to handle it. Either I. So it's kind of uh, very strong. So, hallelujah. Not Romans 10.10. 10. I like to really see. For true salvation to take place, there must be confession with the mouth and belief from the heart. Belief from where? From the heart. People tend to measure on one or the other of these requirements, but that fails to obtain the results. So, confession is scriptural, but it's a result of faith in the heart. 
only when people already believe with their hearts will confession release the power of God. So when confession release the power of God? Faith in the heart. So confession without sincere belief in the heart is dead works. Hebrews 9.14 How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God help your conscience from dead work to serve the living God. Purge your conscience from dead works. So without, it doesn't come from the heart, it's dead works. So let's uh, go now. Rita, you want to read to us Romans 10, 9 and 10, loud and clear. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So do you understand that? What was this? Romans 10, 9 and, nine and 10. So who, who remembers this? Who can quote it to me other than, other than Rita? You can read it from your Bible if you want to. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Who, who wants to be a brave one? Who wants to be a brave to read it here? Because then you are a believer. When you go outside, you can quote the word. i read it to somebody else. That's the important thing we know. You have faith. You have the belief to take the Bible, to take your tablet, to take something and go out and tell to somebody that's unbeliever. You want to say it? I would love to hear your voice. Like nine and ten. So, with the heart we believe, but with the mouth we do, confession unto salvation. If you don't have the heart, if you confess something, you're not saved. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Confess with your mouth. What do you confess? With the mouth. You are beautiful. You are my angel. You look so bright. I really can't, I don't know if there's a light behind you can't make you so bright, but you're looking beautiful. You're gorgeous. Everyone that has the spirit of the Lord in him, it looks gorgeous. You all look fantastic. You, I like your smile today. You have a beautiful smile. I like it. You know that Jesus loves you, sweetheart? You're amazing. Are you amazing, brother? God told me you're amazing. You have to receive it. Amen. What's your name? Gregory. Gregory. Beautiful. And your name, sweetheart? You too. I mean, what's your name? David. 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 Wow. It's a beautiful group there. The youth. You know, you are our future. God sees you as the future. God sees you, a power that he wants to create, a dynamite, a dynamis. He says, to be a dynamite, to explode and change the part of the world. Anybody can go do naughty things outside, but not anyone can build. And God wants you, Jesus wants you to be a builder. And these two ladies here too, and all the young people, and the older people, we still, we're not husbands, you know, we're still changing the world. Amen. You know, heavy. You're still going. You're still strong. God will use you. Everybody can use. God can use everyone. And you, Anna. God wants to use you more and more and more and more and more. So we're not finished yet.
But for today, yes. Thank you, Lord. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.